Life is hard. But it could be worse. Oh, yeah. Life is hard. Holy mackerel. But it could be worse. Oh, speaking what? of Max. Where did, that, where did that saying come from? I don't know. I, I mean, don't, I don't know why anybody any would think religion? of a holy fish. Yeah, is there any religion where the mackerel actually is like holy cow? There are religions <sighs> that that have cows are sacred, right? That makes sense. Well, I mean, it's, to me, I, I don't know this for sure, but to me, it's similar to like cheese and crackers, right? I mean, people just come up with alternatives to cussing. You know, and holy saying, cow is a cuss word. You're saying. They had to alter holy cow because cow is you know, I don't think cow, and I don't mackerel think is cow was right. the original word. I think cow is also an alternative. So oh. it was, you know, holy Christ or holy something, and they'd said, Oh no, he's blasphemous. So then it became holy cow, and then somebody else wanted to make it more colorful, so they said holy mackerel and you know, someone Holy saying shit. Jesus Christ, it was like, Holy well, stop fuck. taking, stop, stop taking the Lord's name in vain. And say, okay, cheese and crackers. You know, it's just like it, everybody just comes yeah, up. Yeah, cheese and cheese and rice is what I heard. But, oh, well, yeah. that's probably even closer. It's closer. Yeah. Yeah. So cheese the, and rice. So the you know the whole idea is, gee, I'm gonna cuss in spirit, but not in name, and that way I don't have to. Right. You get off on the technicality that way. Well, he didn't say the word. He just meant it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't say it. He just meant it. He communicated um, it in code. Yeah. So I have uh, all the lights out and the candles lit, and I've got a spot of tea. So I figured maybe oh, that I would just speak in a ridiculous accent all night and roll on with that. All right, all right. Well, since we talk about, you know, life being hard and everything, we should mention that the poor guy, uh, Walsh, uh, what's his actual name? Hold on, I know his last name is Walsh. Bill? Uh, Could be, or Brian. No. Brian Walsh. Brian Walsh, who lives lives somewhere in, uh, I think, in in Maryland, isn't he? Um, like you don't know the person's name, you don't know what state they're in. Well, I forgot what state he was in. We knew this before. We'll just, just establish who he is by the what he did. We talked That's about him last week. I remembers. said that, I said that I had predicted that he'd killed his wife when they said that she had disappeared. Yes. Now I know who you're talking about. We don't care where he is. And do we? They. Uh, I believe <laughs> I by the time we had our last podcast, they'd already this is the arrested one, him for obstructing right. justice. Right, because for, she claimed or he claimed that she'd left for work or on some the, shit. Yeah, on the evening of the first and supposedly right. gotten a ride share and, and the cell tower ping still her at her house the day and the next day. Yeah, the phone was still there and and, and we knew he did it. And there we, was no ride share. There was no record and so it looked awfully lot a lot like he had killed her and so anyway his next faux pas but the prosecutor still had more questions. Oh, go ahead. Right. Well, they, but like I said last week, they'd already arrested him for interfering with the investigation or giving, you know, bad information to the investigation. Um, but I think they knew at that time that they were going to charge him with murder. They just hadn't, you know, got the goods on him. Right. They wanted to hold him while Yeah, they, they wanted to keep, keep him in custody for a while. And I got to say, he, he doesn't look any worse or he looks kind of worse. You know, kind of looks like he's been in custody for a week. He's a little bristly now in the picture they have him. But anyway, so so then they found out, this is the next 
nail in his coffin. And and this is, you know, where I'm going to give some advice to our listeners who are planning such a thing. Um, oh, geez, not again. He was Googling how to dismember and dispose of a body. <laughs> Not even using incognito. Was either. not using, he, he was, well, incognito I don't think would save you because it'd be coming from, but he wasn't using any kind of an anonymizer or VPN. So this is what yeah. we recommend. The, the Life is Hard podcast recommends no, that should you should be not. planning we, something like this. No, well, sh- I'm not recommending anything. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that it's pretty silly to just Google things like that. I mean, I don't think you should Google Stuff. Yeah, don't ever Google stuff. No. Just wing it. Not wing that. It. No. What's the worst that could happen? Just figure it out. Well, in this <laughs> case, it got him into trouble. No, I actually had a pretty airtight plan because I've been thinking about this. What if I was married and didn't want to get a divorce, but I wanted to get out of my marriage? You know, it's basically what he, he he's. Wow. He, you know, I'm just saying what if, okay, I'm not married and this isn't really a, you know, a serious scenario, but, but what if I wanted to do that? And I just, I came up with a plan that I think would be pretty airtight. So what you do is you find someone who looks an awful lot like you and who doesn't follow the news. And that's an important point, uh, which come to later. Um, and then you, you pay for him to ride on a, uh, what are those, uh, new spaceships that Elon Musk is doing um, uh, to, to go up know. to the rocket inter- thing. Yeah. One, one of the, I want to, I keep, I've got Starlink stuck in my mind. There's SpaceX, SpaceX. You get him a ride on a SpaceX shuttle going to the international space station or even just going into orbit for a day. Right. But you kill your wife while, and you, you know, you do this as he's you, right? So you're going on the SpaceX, but you send him in your stead. Right. Okay. And so while you're in space, your wife disappears. Now, mm-hmm. obviously you've got an airtight vacuum tight alibi because you're in <laughs> space. There's no way you could have like traveled. They're like, they're like, well, what if he could have made it across town in this time? Right? No, you were in space. You were completely off the planet. Right. Anyway, so then the reason you don't want the guy to be someone who follows the news is because then when they when the news comes up and they say, well, we have this missing woman and we've already ruled out the husband because he was on a space shuttle, right? The uh, the guy who actually was there, you know, who you paid to take your place, if he sees that in the news, he's going to be like, hey, wait a minute. Right. He didn't go. I went in his place, right? So you don't want him to be a news watcher. But then you could be like airtight alibi. No matter what they found, it wouldn't matter. They could find your DNA. They'd be, you'd be like, well, couldn't have been me, man. I was, I was circling the planet. You know, but anyway. So that's my plan. Um, well, you know. I hope it works out. I really do. Yeah, now I have to just go find a wife, <laughs> you know. And good luck with that after broadcasting this. But yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, she's probably going to be like, should we... <laughs> She'll you be hope like, she's not a news watcher. She'll be like, you know, checking the uh, the finances, and, and then she'll see that, you know, hey, where'd that million dollars for a SpaceX flight go? And I'll be like, um, just bought a flight to take a little orbit around Earth. Uh, you know, it's no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. I mean, she's like... Just a, just a weekend trip. Exactly. I'll just be gone a couple days. Anyway, so... Um, it turns out that this guy, uh, they're pretty sure he 
he beat his wife to death and dismembered her and scattered. And the reason they know this is because they've got him on security cameras in a couple places throwing mysterious trash bags into dumpsters. They said they, they were able to find one of the trash bags, but it didn't have body parts. It only had bloody uh, cleanup stuff, but they were able to match her DNA and all that. So he's he's pretty much going down. Um, they've got enough evidence to, to bury him. This guy is toast, right? Yeah, he wasn't too bright. Right. I got to yeah. tell you, this guy's plan was just terrible. I mean, it was just terrible. There were so many holes in his plan. And I'm not necessarily encouraging people to do this, but for crying out loud, if you're going to do something like this, think it through. But do you think people are good planners anyway? Like the average individual human being is not really, you know, that great at making shit happen, right? Especially without error. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just seems like there were so many things that he should have known better. But apparently he was in a desperate state. I will eventually find out he had a mistress who was badgering him to get rid of his wife or something, you know. It's always how it turns out. I mean, why would he just get rid of his wife out of the blue? There had to be a reason, you know. Either, Either she was really hard to live with or he had somebody on the side. You know, who right, was, or a big insurance policy, or something to that effect. Well, that's possible. Right, we yeah. might, you know, maybe he had gambling debt and he took out an insurance policy on his wife, and then he wanted to cash in on it. You know, although he didn't what really. Will want, the story be? Tune in next week to find out. We may actually find out next week. Um, I'm not even, sure I'm British anymore. I think I went Australian there. You might have gone Australian, but that would be at least you'd be in the summer right now. It'd be warm. Right, throw some shrimp on the bobby. Exactly. Try not to get eaten by the crocodile. So, oh, before I get off on anything complicated, Priscilla Presley was dead at 52. Oh, man. These people make me nervous when they die in their 50s. I I know, we're hitting those numbers again. I know, it just seems to be an age that everybody dies at, and I feel like I'm really scraping the bottom here. (laughs) <clears throat> but having said that, the um, the World Economic Forum is going on at Davos again, where it always goes on. I don't know why they always get it. You know, it's like a big deal. They, this thing is attended by world leaders and CEOs of corporations and rich people, basically, which is a really scary thing. I mean, that's one of the, by the way, this is one of where a lot of conspiracy theories come out of. And actually, I think these are probably some of the most believable theories uh, in terms of conspiracies uh, that I know of because you know that when a bunch of rich people get together and are basically, you know, talking about the world economy, they're not out there to help you and I. Absolutely. However, this did come out of it that I thought was interesting today. Unless it also benefits them. Like if it works into their scheme where... You know, they give us some amount to play with. Well, and to be fair, not all rich people are created equal. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, multimillionaires who we wouldn't really even consider rich compared to some of these super rich people. And they probably don't always agree on the how. They might agree that, yes, let's enrich ourselves further, but they don't necessarily agree on how they're going to do it. And so you have, like, different people, like, Fuck that guy. I'm doing my own shit. Well, I mean, yeah. the same thing goes for poor people. We don't necessarily agree. I mean, we all agree that we want to eat the rich, but we don't know how we want to cook them or whether we want, you know, a lot of salt and pepper or what. 
right? Yes, Aerosmith named an album that. Did you know that? And that's totally appropriate, by the way. And that's, by the way, that's from my developing days. I mean, that's why I think like I do, because I grew up in those times. Um, But I want to point out why I brought this up, because this I thought this was interesting. And by the way, this isn't the first time this has happened, but 102, I believe that was the number, rich people signed a letter uh, to world leaders at Davos uh, requesting that they raise taxes. Actually, I think they, they wanted specifically to implement a wealth tax. Like globally? Well, just wherever you could implement a wealth tax. I mean, I presume it'd be country by country, but all the country, all the world leaders are there. I mean, this is, you know, there's representatives from every major country. So, but anyway, they just signed this letter. They wanted uh, to encourage world leaders to implement a wealth tax, which the person who talked about this, you know, in the news basically said the chances of that happening are zip. But Rich people, these aren't the richest of the rich. They they were saying how rich the people were that were, you know, signing this thing. They were in the, you know, the 100 million range and tens of millions. But, I mean, they're rich. They're just not the crazy the Jeff Bezoses and the Elon Musks and all that who who think they're the only ones who know how to manage money. They're like the poor of the rich. Yeah, kind of. But either they're, way. They're, they're really, the like in Davos meeting they're like yeah these fucking peons who the fuck you get out of here with your hundred million bucks yeah they're in the poverty egg they're in the ghetto section that's right uh but but in any any case they can't even get into davos that's how poor they fucking are the justification for this is something that you and i have talked about before it is that this wealth disparity that we have and the growing wealth disparity is threatening democracy. Uh, You know, it seems like it should go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. When you have some people that are so wealthy and the rest of the people are, you know, very much poor by comparison, you have an imbalance of power. You can't have a true democracy when a few people hold all the power. Correct. And that's what the letter basically said, which I found refreshing. And I think it's great that someone wrote that letter and that it was someone at Davos who, you know, had a voice there, however, you know, important they may be. I don't know. I don't know who listens to them, but I mean, world people but in I this mean, country. Do they want true democracy? They probably don't. I mean, that doesn't make them richer. Well, that does not let them hold on to the power. Power is what we're, yeah, power is what we're talking about. I mean, if you, if any rich person has more power than a poor person, then it is not a democracy because he has more power than you do. In a democracy, we should all have the same voice, right? Yeah, but in our hyper-capitalistic world, how much power you have is pretty much equal to your net wealth or net, which pretty much means I have no power. And I get that. Sorry, your net worth? Net worth. That's that's what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, I I was just getting ahead of you there. But I I mean I've never been a wealthy person and I don't and I don't even aspire to be. I'd rather stay below the radar because the more money you have, the more attention you draw, the more taxes you pay, the more All that is true, but also the more power you amass. Yeah, but you have to be really rich for it to be significant. You know, oh, you, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're not going to have power under a million dollars, or two million, or three million, or ten million. 
you're basically just going to be one of those, you know, you're, you'd be respected in, in your community and, you know, you, you'd be one of those people that, you know, if you ran for public office or if you ran for board of, you know, like what do they call it? The well, board and, of education and or something. But that's power. Sure it is. Sure it is. I'm not saying you you could you could definitely have influence within your sphere. There's no doubt about that. With, within the sphere of of your community, your city, your county, whatever, you definitely could have influence. If right. You had that's $10 my point. Yeah. And and the more money you have, that sphere gets bigger and bigger. Right. Right. I'm just saying you have to have quite a bit of money before it really makes any serious difference. Um. You can go down pretty fast. You could have $10 million, and if you fuck up in the wrong way, you're not going to be able to buy your way out of that. You know, it's you have to be, you know, uh, Donald Trump or somebody who really knows how to play the system. And, and well, that's part of it, too. I guess Donald Trump's actually not that rich. He just knows how to, to drag shit out. He knows how to play the legal system. He's been practicing for a long time. You know, that was pretty pathetic. He got the maximum fine that New York could give him. For the for his company for all the uh, tax evasion that they'd done, and the maximum fine is like I don't know when they put the maximum in place, maybe in 1970 or something, because one point <laughs> six million dollars. He he made way more. This is another one of those cases where crime pays. There's a lot of things you can do where the fine, the penalty, is way less than the amount of money you benefit by. Um, if you're going to break laws, break the right laws. Yeah, don't cut up your wife. I mean, exactly. go dump toxic waste in the ocean, you know, and you probably won't get caught most of the time. And when you do get caught, the amount of money you got paid for doing it will far outweigh the fine. Um, you know, or cheat on your taxes if you're a millionaire and, you know, when you finally get caught and they find you, you know, a million dollars, you're like, yeah, I saved 10 million, you know. It's, I mean, Trump's been doing that shit for decades, right? And he's been saving money and making money and cheating people out of stuff for, for that whole time, probably 30, 40 years. And, and then, all of his wives are still alive. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what is that all about? Makes you really wonder, doesn't it? Like, there's... This is this is one of the reasons, and, and honestly, I'm not even joking. This is one of the reasons why I don't believe in God. Because in in a world where there was now, it depends on how you define God. If you define God as some sort of abstract energy that created the planet or something like that, or maybe created the universe, but doesn't really have like a consciousness and doesn't control anything, well, then you can have your God. But if you believe in a God that's got his thumb on this, you know, world and is watching over everything that's happening, then the world does not reflect that. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, it, it does not necessarily reflect a just God. It could very well reflect, you a know. A sadistic uh, God well, with a really bad a, sense of humor. Right, or like a 13-year-old being in <laughs> some kind of cosmic school that made an ant farm and we are it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, uh. and every once, every once in a while he picks it up and shakes it. And like, we're like, Oh shit. Even, even that though. I mean, the world is full of chaos and, and, and injustice and stuff like that, but it isn't totally random. I mean, it's random, but it's consistent in its randomness. It's not like, 
he just stirs the pot once in a while. I mean, we just have any day of the the month you could basically find a disaster somewhere, right? It's like it's just constant. There's no there's no, you know, the world is just a random kind of place in a normal a normal uh chaotic way. You know, it's not unusual chaos, it's just standard chaos. And I just don't, you know, like all the stuff where, you know, granted, yes, if the God is unjust and doesn't give a shit, then that would make sense. But when you look at the fact that, you know, the rich get richer, the poor die, you know, of some disease that could be cured, but they can't afford the medical treatment. Um, it it just doesn't, you know, there's no explanation. And, and, you know, people are like, well, free will, free will. I'm like, this isn't about free will. You know, if you get struck by lightning, that's not because you willed the lightning to strike you. Right. But or yeah. get hit by a bus. Right. Or or get cancer or Yeah, if you get sick, that's not like you don't any have of that. free will, you know. Or get flooded out of your home, you know, all the terrible things that happen to people every day. Uh anyway. well, and also also the free will argument has never flown because the United States is like the highest most legislated, I don't know what the technical word is. I'm yeah, yeah, that, but yeah. Like we have the most laws yeah, regulated, of any, yeah. yeah, the highest regulated country of all of them. And most of those regulations are on people, yeah. right? Like on individuals, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can only do this. If you have approval for that, it's like free will my fucking ass, you know, and yeah. look how long it took, uh, marijuana to get legalized and that's only even in some states the federal government's still sitting on their ass about it and well, a bunch of other states are blocking it the uh pro choice and all that stuff that we talk about all the time is more of that it's like there is no fucking free will here that's just a fucking line they feed well you. but to be fair god giving us free will doesn't mean the government has to give us free will also but but still that free will argument doesn't hold up because if you say the the reason an eight year old can be gang raped is because God gave you know the gang rapers free will. It's oh, like, well, I see. I see what you're after there. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Then what about the eight year old? Right? Does the eight year old not have free will to not be gang raped? I mean, it's it's like there shouldn't be some you know like you can use your free will to basically trump somebody else's will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you kidnap somebody and hold them against their will for three years and, and you know and and use them as a sex toy. Um, is that their free will? You know, no, because they yeah, don't have any free will. Well, right. It's it's in the against their will phrase. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so if it's against their will. It's obviously not their will. <laughs> so it's a it's it's kind of a circular argument because you can you know well this guy has free will and so he has free will anyway. That whole thing, they just love to use that whenever you talk about all the evil in the world. They're like, "What? Well, God gave us free will?" And it's like, well. That doesn't even really hold up. But there's so many different people. People have so many different. Only in the sense that if we were created, right? Well, and and maybe, okay, let's make the argument that obviously we were created by something. It could be chance or accident or whatever, but something, we're here. So we had to have come into existence somehow, right? Right. Um, and we are capable of doing those things. 
so inherent in your creation is the autonomy over your body because you can make it do those like your finger is not going to fucking argue with you right well assuming nobody is yeah assuming nobody you can push a rock around right so you are in control and i think literally that's what it means is like you are capable of directing your Within the being. limits, within the limits of your physical being, which could sure. be could be. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a paraplegic, you might have right. very limit limited uh, ability to do that stuff. But but going back to the free will argument, though, I mean, they basically they use the whole free will thing as an explanation for all the evil. And I'd love to go back to the beginning where. If God gave us free will and said, go ahead and do what you want, then when we ate from the tree of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil, he shouldn't have punished us for it because he told us, you have free will. Now, of course, the caveat is, you have free will, but you better do what I want you to do, or you're going to be punished potentially, you know, eternally in hell. But yeah, he's punished. Well, the, the lesson is, you have free will, but I can impose consequences. <laughs> Well, like like your parents telling you, you do what you want, but but see that's that's I mean and that and that would be okay with me because in a world, choice. yeah, but in a world where God was there imposing consequences, right. then then that's you wouldn't exactly. have yeah. what we see today because exactly. when those that's guys were gang raping the eight year old, God would right. stop them, right, right. But he's or not at doing least, that. You know, smite them afterwards the, or something. The la- or smite them during. But the point is, he wouldn't just stand there and watch because in the past, according to the Bible, he hasn't stood by and watched. He wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah. He wiped out the entire population in Noah's flood. Right. So, so you know, God stepped in multiple times. And by the way, we're still being punished today for choices that that Eve and Adam made. So. You know, if you if you buy the whole biblical story, right? Right. Yeah, um, I, I know what you meant. <laughs> so, so the idea of you know free will versus you know are you going to be punished for making a mistake? Well, I didn't even make this mistake, and I'm still being punished for it. And you know, it was not just my ancestors, but my ancestors, you know, thirty thousand generations removed. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, come on. Anyway, that's I just love because because it's. It's one of those arguments that, that, you know, they just throw up. They just, you just say, well, you know, why does this happen? Why does God let this happen? Well, he gave us free will, so it's all okay. And then, of course, when you have some, you know, massive disaster, like a plane crashes and kills 270 people, that's just God's will. That's just what God wanted to happen because, you know, you don't know. You can't understand God, and he may have had a good reason to, to take those people out, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like I agree with you that what a possibility is there just isn't one, right? Like there might be a force or something like that, but it doesn't care or it doesn't have power to do anything about it or whatever. Um, or the one I'm hoping for is that this is just a video game. Right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. so like when you die, you just quote hit reset unquote. and start over. It's just your avatar dying, and you're going to pop out on the other side, and you go like, oh, sweet, I want to do that. Let me go on that ride again. That was amazing. Yeah, well. I got to love and hate and 
barf and poop and I just wish I could remember yeah. my previous life. Great time. Because that way I could learn from my mistakes. That would be better than just starting over again. I don't I don't have like memory memories of my previous life. I just have like built in things that I know because of a previous life. Like I'm pretty sure I was a king somewhere. Mm, that would explain a lot, wouldn't it? It does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like explain I, your I, aversion to the outdoors. Right. And it would ex- <laughs> explain, you know, like how I like to go to restaurants where you can sit and have a server as opposed to like going to the drive through or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah no doubt. No Those doubt. kind of things. Yeah. But I don't know how you explain me. I I was like a frog in a previous life. <laughs> Maybe. Ah, no, I I mean Hey, there's lots of uh, options in that game. You look, can just, like, these are all I mean it's fun to speculate. Um but but in my worldview, I just look around and say, does the world behave like there is some, you know, overarching benevolent force? And I would say absolutely not. So well, you yeah. yeah. So, so that's benevolent in there. That's when it. Well, it but that's apart. what people, most religions want you to believe that God is a benevolent force. So, well, like, some sort of physics is definitely like a steady giant force that, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about some guiding hand. Some, you know, some. Exactly. There's, I know. That just simply doesn't fit in what we look around and what we see in the world around us. So. I mean, people will look at the trees and the butterflies and they go, oh, that's God. And I'm like, okay, look, (laughs) you know, yes, there are beautiful things. And there's a lot of complicated math behind those beautiful things, fractals and whatever and whatnot. But these things, you know, clearly have evolved. And that doesn't tell me that there's a God. What I look around and I see is I see chaos and I see good people suffering and bad people winning. And I think, no. This is not the world we would have if there was some, you know, benevolent overlord. The rest is sort of. I mean, look, if you're if if there were a benevolent overlord, would he have designed people that have some kind of innate drive to wipe each other out? Exactly. Like, why would you do that? Not only did he design us poorly. <laughs> what is the point of that? And yeah. by the way, we could go down the list of design flaws in the human body. I mean, just the fact that we breathe through a canal that's right next to our esophagus um, is is ridiculous because you can choke to death, right? You know, simply by drinking something and trying to say something at the same time. Um, but but having said that, you know, we've got so many design flaws and and. Um, Oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. The, oh, I know what I was going to say. So you're talking about God designing us with, like, human nature is evil, right? I mean, it's not evil, but it's self-defeating. We we are literally going to destroy ourselves, which makes no sense. But he knew all this. I mean, if you go to the Correct. to the extreme, <laughs> to the extreme, you know, interpretation. That was of, the plan the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It was all, God knew everything that was going to happen when he created the planet. He knew how it was all going to end. He's already set a date. You know, he knows, we don't know, but he knows, you know, when the end of the world is going to be and how it's all going to go down and, and who's going to be in heaven and who's not. So he, if he knew he, all that from the beginning, that means he he didn't give us free will. He planned all this, or at least he knew it was going to happen and let and rolled the dice anyway. 
He's his species version of Stephen King and we are the story. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, now there are people who don't believe God is omniscient. They don't believe he knows everything. And there are people who don't believe he's omnipotent. Um, there, I mean, well, I think you, there are probably just people who define it differently. Right. Cause I mean, well, I, f- I fully believe that there is some kind of, you know, universal life force and, I don't know that it's omnipotent in the sense that, well, I don't know anything. I don't think it's omnipotent in the sense that. Well, is it a sentient being for starters? Well, in a way it's like, in other words, I believe that all of us and also everything else, trees and rocks and water and whatever, it's all part of the same thing but all those parts are not aware that they're part of the same thing but somewhere further up the chain the hierarchy of brain cells or whatever they are it knows that it's everything Mm. that's an interesting theory but i but i was basically going to throw out here um when i was talking about the lack of a benevolent overlord was that everything beyond that is pure speculation you can look around and see that there's nobody protecting us from evil, right? If there were, we wouldn't have so much evil, and evil wouldn't keep winning. Um, right. Beyond that, you have no real evidence. I mean, well, there's no evidence for that, and there's no evidence for anything else. So you can speculate all day long about whether or not we were reincarnated, whether or not we're all part of a of a bigger intelligence system or whatever, however you want to define your God or your life force or whatever, it doesn't really matter because it's just speculation. There's just no way. You can believe it with all your heart, but there's no way to prove it. Sure. Well, and there never will be, I don't think. Well, there are some things that are probably... The people that could ultimately prove it are dead. (laughs) Right? Well, assuming... No, see, your, your model doesn't necessarily guarantee life after death. It may you may incorporate a reincarnation, but that isn't necessarily. If you don't know about your previous life, then it isn't necessarily life after death. It's just a continuation, a reset, right? It's just a yeah. hard reset. And I and I don't really see the value in that because if I'm, if if my life force just gets reset and recycled, but I'm not aware of it, then I'm not me. I'm somebody else. I'm just basically I'm. I'm I'm, right. I'm some sort of soul going, you know, eternal soul going through many, many, many lives, but not being aware, not being sentient in itself. Each it's of my, like 50 first dates. Yeah, it might even be worse that than that. Because once again, I mean, you're not learning from your, you know, from your previous thing. You're just right, she starting doesn't. over. Oh, she doesn't? Okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, Oh, okay. It's uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, I believe. And like she, he takes her on a date, but then like the next day she doesn't remember and he takes her on another one. That's oh, it, yeah. it's like on, a, on. it's like a Groundhog's Day, except, except he's the only, Groundhog's Day, well, he's the only one who remembers. Except it's not like she's the only one that forgets. And it, oh. it's got, I don't know if she's got some kind of condition or I don't remember the premise, but the, the result is that she doesn't remember one day to the next. Well, he could make a lot of mistakes. Correct. He could. 
<laughs> he, he, he could assault her. The next day, she'd start over. Oh, it's not good. I, I'm sure that they don't. They I, hopefully they weren't that dark in the movie because I mean that would. They be, were not. Yeah. See where my mind goes. I'm telling I you. I do. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about like consequences. This is why you know we care what people think of us because. You know, we want people to like us. There's value in having social relationships, but if they don't remember you from one day to the next, then there is no relationship. Starting over every day, that would be frustrating. But Yeah, it would. But you know what they say. You've probably heard this before. I've said it myself. I've like never heard hard. that. Ever. I never said this. Life is hard. Well, you're complicit. It could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse.